From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Rob Nice, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Rob Nice. Welcome to the Black and Blue Report, the Thursday edition. Hello, everyone. It is Rob Nice here in the studios, and it is Thursday. It's past hump day, and we are Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's only two days away from kickoff. It's 12 noon at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. If you cannot make it to the Dome, the game will be aired on Fox, and everybody will be up way before that, getting ready, tailgating, cooking all the good food. We cannot wait. So many things going on here in Airline Drive, including a bunch of transactions from the New Orleans Saints. As of yesterday, Patrick Robinson, sad to hear this. He was placed on IR with the injured patella. The Saints re-signed Chris Carr, the cornerback and the NFL vet. Andy Tanner, a lot of fans are calling for him. He has been added back to the practice squad, and the Saints released fullback Austin Johnson and much more to come. Uh, big news in the NFL, and one of the the, the biggest and, and, and head-scratching trades that I've ever seen or ever heard of in my life the Cleveland Browns, they trade the third overall pick from last year. I know New Orleanians and Baton Rouge natives, they know this guy, Trent Richardson. He went to the University of Alabama. He was traded from the Cleveland Browns to the Indianapolis Colts for their first pick. Now, he's only a season in. He, he had some knee issues. He was on the sideline for a little bit. But the guy is a pure running back. He can get the ball and take the rock, and he can make you miss in the open field, and he can run over you at the same time. Very good running back. Not sure if if uh, the, the patients were there with the Cleveland Browns. They pull the trigger and trade this running back to the Indianapolis Colts for their first-round pick. Now, the Colts have started. Uh, they, they came out the gate. Not the way that they wanted to, and it looks like they will be uh, in the, the top five or top ten in a draft class only two weeks in the season. But do you trade such a great running back in Trent Richardson to possibly get a quarterback to change around that franchise? But you're going to have to have the receiving core, the tight ends, and, yes, another running back to complement that quarterback that you're going to bring in because he's going to be a rookie. He's going to have some rookie woes, and it, it will be a transition period, one that you have already started going through with Trent Richardson. Do you trade him so soon? I'm just glad I am in New Orleans right now and not in Cleveland. And I'm particularly glad that I'm here right now because we have a great show today. We're going to hear from the man, the head coach, Sean Payton. He's going to talk about the transactions. He will also talk about the Saints' red zone offense and much more. On the defensive end, we're going to hear from Junior Gillette, his thoughts on the first two games of the season and his preparations for the game this Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. And we'll also talk about Trent Richardson and the rest of the NFL. We'll hear from Mike Florio from ProFootballTalk.com. That and much more on today's Black and Blue Report. Don't move. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? 
or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7-365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans Mobile Alerts. Visit Pelicans.com for information on these great features, plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. The Black and Blue Report continues now. Rob Nicey with you on this Thursday, and today is the day where you lay out your clothes to wear to work on Black and Gold Friday. We see jerseys everywhere when we go to cafeterias, when we go to restaurants. We see folks walking up and down Canal Street on the West Bank in Slidell. Wherever you at, just make sure you have on that black and gold as we prepare to face the Arizona Cardinals at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Kickoff is for 12 noon. If you cannot make it to the sold-out game, be sure to watch it. NFL will be on Fox eight or wherever your your affiliate is it all happens at noon and now it's time to hear from the big guy head coach sean payton on, on a few pressing issues that a lot of fans and media had at the same time we'll start with the injury to patrick robinson placed on injured reserve and here's head coach his thoughts on p rob you know in the way it happened uh you know there's there's no specific way you know a player gets hurt but you know fortunately the type of injury injury he has is one in which you know, he's, he's going to be able to fully rehab after surgery and, and recover from, you know, at 100%. So it's a setback and, and you know, it hurts our team as well. He's a good corner. That being said now, you know, it, it forces other players to step up and, you know, we kind of understand that. Now it seems as if Patrick Robinson was yet another blow to the Saints defense and head coach Sean Payton, whether he's concerned on the injuries on defense and how his team can sustain that lineup throughout the season. Well, fortunately, we're getting some guys healthy, too, and, and that's that's the positive news. There's been a few guys that have been out that are, uh, that are coming back. And, you know, that being said, you know, when we practice, we make a, make a point of getting a lot of different players reps, not just the starters. So, uh, you know, that'll be something that, you know, at the corner position we deal with. Um, and, you know, hopefully the guys coming back now can help and, and get back and uh, – Give us a little added juice. Moving on to the offense, Coach Payton, his thoughts on the red zone woes on how the Saints have started one for seven this season. Number one, we've we, we got to be smart in regards to our penalties. You know, and when we get inside, you know, the five-yard lines, particularly the goal line sequence last week, those are 
those are plays we need to cash in on. Um, so we'll, we'll study that closely like, like we do every week and, and make those corrections. And the Saints head coach shared his thoughts on former LSU Tiger Patrick Peterson on how he should watch out for him not only on the defensive side of the ball, but as well as offense. Well, he, he plays uh, a handful of snaps offensively, and so you have to be alert for the personnel substitution. Um, you know, you're treating him as a wide receiver and then just understanding what are, what are the things they, they like to do with him, with him in the game. Uh, you know, is it an explosive play? Is it a wide receiver screen? Is it a reverse? If he's coming in for five or six plays, it, you know, it, it probably uh, involves opportunities for him or at least maybe for someone else underneath uh, his route. So it's, it's really preparing for what you've seen and, and then the threat of his feet. New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton for more information as well as his thoughts on today's practice. Be sure to log back on to NewOrleansSaints.com. We'll be back with more of the Black and Blue Report. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second-chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report for this Thursday afternoon. It is Rob Dykes here in the studios. Thank you for logging on to NewOrleansTakes.com, Pelicans.com, and for downloading the podcast. Now it's time to talk some NFL football around the league, and we have Pro Football Talk's own Mike Florio on the line. Mike, how you doing? Doing great, buddy. How are you? Good. Uh, I'm glad I'm not in Cleveland right now. Well, I guess that could go a bunch of different ways. But, uh, <laughs> look, Browns fans are upset. They feel like the Browns are waving the white flag on the 2013 season. But I look at, at it as the Browns laying the foundation, seizing an opportunity to get the franchise quarterback that they have been trying to get since they reentered the league in 1999. Look at what Drew Brees did for the Saints 
the Browns now have the ammunition with the Colts' first-round pick and their own first-round pick, wherever they land, they'll have the ammunition to try to trade up and get whoever it is that they may want, Teddy Bridgewater, whoever it is at the top of the class, the Browns will now be in better position to go get that guy. And we're talking about NFL football, just something uh, around the league, something besides the Saints right now, and we're talking about the Cleveland Browns and the big trade of Trent Richardson, who was a third overall pick a season ago. He suffered some injuries, but a lot of fans think that he was not worth trading just yet. Uh, but but when you think about your franchise quarterback, could that franchise quarterback be Johnny Football going to Cleveland next season? It could be, but I don't know whether or not the Browns will be able to get him later in the draft. Will they have to package the Colts' first-round pick to trade up to get him? A lot of it depends on on the perception of Manziel, how the scouts view him, how he moves up the board. That game against Alabama on Saturday may have gone a long way toward proving to people that, yes, he is a legitimate NFL quarterback. He's an inch or so taller than Russell Wilson. Height shouldn't be an issue, as we've learned from Drew Brees. So, so it could be that the Browns want Manziel. It could be they want Bridgewater. But now they have that extra pick, which will be critical if the Browns don't finish in the top two or three. And what they may have to do, now we all assume the Jaguars are going to be the worst team this year, but who knows? The Jaguars may be number two, someone else may be number one, and the Browns may have to jump in front of the Jaguars. They can now do it with two first-round picks, two third-round picks, and two fourth-round picks in 2014. And the Jaguars are 0-2, and they have an aging uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, and their quarterback situation is not solidified with some of the fans even asking uh, to sign Tebow, which doesn't look like it's going to happen. If we can focus on the NFC South for a minute, the Carolina Panthers are 0-2 thus far this season. Uh, Cam Newton, it, it looks as if he's in his third year. He should be uh, uh, just coming around a little bit more and, and doing what he would want to do as the quarterback that we saw at Auburn, at the as the quarterback that we saw somewhat during his rookie season. Th- does it seem as if he's kind of tapering off a little bit? Well, you know, it's hard to tell because even though the quarterback gets most of the credit and most of the blame depending upon what a team does, you have to look at the quality around him. They don't have the high-end receivers. Greg Olson's a good tight end. Steve Smith still has some gas in the tank. Beyond that, it's kind of a mixed bag. The running game isn't where they'd like it to be, in part because Jonathan Stewart isn't available right now. And the defense is a work in progress. I love Luke Keekley as the middle linebacker, but you know I still go back to 2011 after the lockout ended and a new financial system gets put in place, and the Panthers' first order of business was to give a bunch of big contracts to guys who would help form the nucleus of a 2-14 and 14 team. It just confused me then, and I wonder whether or not they have enough players around Cam Newton to be competitive. I'm concerned how the defense was playing on Sunday at Buffalo down the stretch. It was almost as if they were playing not to lose. They let the Bills drive down the field with a bunch of dink-and-dunk passes, and, and I just don't think the Panthers have enough to complement Cam Newton. I think with a, the right supporting cast, he could be a winner. For now, it's going to be hard for him to pull it off. Now moving on to Tampa Bay, quarterback Josh Freeman. He gets his captain patch removed from his jersey, and some of his behavior has been questioned by head coach Greg Schiano and some of the Tampa fans. Does this set up a scenario where we see the end of Josh Freeman in Tampa? Yeah, it, it does. And, and look, this had been fairly obvious between Mike Glennon, arriving via third-round pick. He's the North Carolina State quarterback that ultimately resulted in Russell Wilson transferring to Wisconsin a couple of years ago. Glennon comes via round three. Freeman doesn't have a contract extension. The the, the only question is whether or not he gets traded. And I don't know whether a team steps up and says we'll take a chance on Freeman. But if a starting quarterback goes down with a torn ACL or another serious injury, I think someone would be picking up the phone, calling Tampa, and saying – 
let us know if you want to move Josh Freeman, and then you try to get through the season with Freeman. But a lot of issues in Tampa, and and losing tends to highlight and exaggerate any issues and problems that may be lingering in the locker room. Now, shifting the focus to our divisional rivalry with the Atlanta Falcons, uh, Steven Jackson came in, and he had a great game against the New Orleans Saints, even though they lost that game. And he's showing some of the same things that he's shown in St. Louis, some flash, some, some breakout runs, but his team is really – uh, depending on him to be there the entire game, let alone the entire season. How is his fit going to be for the Atlanta Falcons moving forward? Well, he's got that thigh injury that's likely going to knock him out this week. He may miss a couple of weeks. They need Jacquez Rogers and Jason Snelling to step up, and Snelling did. My big concern with the Falcons, they have a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball right now, but my big concern with the Falcons is their inability to hold leads. We saw it in the playoffs. They blew a 20-point lead to the Seahawks, came back and won. They blew a 17-point lead to the 49ers, which knocked them out of their chance to get back to the Super Bowl. And then last week they were up 24-3 at the half over the Rams, and they had to hold on to hold off St. Louis. So that defense needs to do a better job of holding leads. They've got the firepower even with Jackson injured. I'm concerned about the Falcons this week, though. That offensive line, especially on the right side, a work in progress, and you've got a very good Dolphins defensive front. could be a long day for Matt Ryan in South Florida. Talking with Mike Florio from ProFootballTalk.com. Now, you mentioned Seattle. Seattle and, and San Francisco, they have pretty much been pegged as the top two teams in the NFC. Do you believe that to be true, and where do you place the Saints in that ranking? I, I, I think it's too early to make broad proclamations. I, I think the Seahawks are going to be impossible to beat at home. The challenge for the rest of the NFC will be when, when the Seahawks roll into someone else's building beat them enough times so the road to the Super Bowl doesn't go through CenturyLink Field. I think the 49ers, even though they're licking their wounds after losing by 26 at Seattle, are still very good. The NFC is very top-heavy now. The NFC is like the AFC used to be, where there are a lot of great teams, and the Saints, a lot of people overlook them, but I, I said all offseason, wait, you look at all the turmoil from last year, Sean Payton is suspended, you have the interim head coach, the interim to the interim head coach, historically bad defense, and the Saints were still 7-9. and nine. It doesn't take much improvement to turn the Saints back into a playoff team, and I think we're already seeing that the quality of the team that they can be, the key is going to be winning away from home because, just like the Seahawks, Saints very hard to beat in the Superdome, and you want to get as many playoff games at home as possible. And I think the Saints have a real good shot at getting to the playoffs. The question is, will their record be good enough that they stay home or that they go on the road? We shall see. Uh, moving on with, with NFL week, regular season number three. Mike, we'll get you out of here. These questions, one for the offensive end and the other on the defensive end. Uh, on the defensive end, how do you feel that the players are adjusting to, to the amount of uh, penalties being called uh, with spearing or with targeting or with hitting below the legs and hitting with head-to-head uh, -head hits? Uh, and on the offensive end, do you think that this college-style offense that Chip Kelly is running can sustain in the NFL? Well, on the defensive side, a lot of players aren't adjusting to the rules, whether it's illegal hits against defensive receivers, whether it's use of... Now, the use of the crown of the helmet, that, that has been a rule that the players have adjusted to for the most part. There's only been one penalty that should have been called. It wasn't called. It should have been called on Redskins safety Brandon Merriweather for putting the crown of his helmet into the head of Packers running back Eddie Lacy. That got Merriweather fined 42000 So the players have adjusted to that one. But the hits on defenseless receivers continue to happen. Fines continue to be levied. I don't see that changing because you've got players playing full speed, and it's impossible to completely miss hitting a guy in the head or neck area when you're playing full speed. And on offense, speaking of full speed, this Chip Kelly approach, it's got some advantages, 
but it's got some very significant disadvantages. They have a hard time holding leads. They have a hard time milking the clock. You know, late against the Chargers, driving down the field to tie the game with a field goal, they went down the field 80 yards in like 80 seconds or something like that, and they left enough time on the clock, a minute and 50 seconds, for the Chargers to go down and win the game. So I don't know that this, that this default notion of go, 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 go is going to work at the NFL level. It may work well at the college level. It's not going to work at the NFL level. And Dwight Freeney of the Chargers has said, and he'll say this in an interview that airs tonight on NBCSN, that he thinks quarterbacks won't survive in that offense because they're going to get hit way too many times. Well, some of the biggest runners besides Russell Wilson, RG3, and Michael Vick, they have shown that they cannot stay on the field the entire game, the entire season, running a, an offense where the quarterback is somewhat of a running back in that style. Mike Florio from ProFootballTalk.com. We thank you for your time and tuning in to the Black and Blue Report. You have an awesome weekend and some great games. I'm sure we'll call you back to get some of the inside scoop throughout the season. All right, see you, buddy. Coming up next, we'll talk with Junior Gillette as the Black and Blue Report continues. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. The Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. N nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. We are back with the Black and Blue Report. Hello, everyone. It's Rob Nice. Producer Dan is here in the studio with me, and we are pleased to be joined by New Orleans Saints outside linebacker Junior Gillette. So far, he's got a sack in the season. He actually brought Matt Ryan to the ground, and he found himself around the football against Tampa Bay. Now, Junior, these first two games have come down to the absolute last play. They've been dogfights against divisional rivalries, and we've been able to come out victorious in both of those games. How would you describe your experience so far this season? I think it's, it's a good confidence booster. You know, uh, I think we could use these first two games to kind of 
get us adjusted to how the season's going to be. You know, obviously we wouldn't want every game to, you know, be that close. But, you know, if it comes down to it, we just – we're getting better at finishing. And that's that's the – it's the main objective is finishing. Now, whether we're at the stadium or watching from home, you can hear the hits from your TV sets or sitting in the stands. How are you feeling after such physical games? You're sore. You're, you're more sore than usual because they was running the ball. You know, it's a tough downhill back. I was running a lot. You're more sore, but, you know, you get out there, you come on Monday, you watch the film, and you get a good lift in. You feel good. You know, the wind makes everything feel less painful this week your defense will face Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald now is the emphasis to get to Carson before he can release the ball or just simply disrupt the play before he can get that that throw that he wants to any other receiver on the field yeah I think it works both ways I think it's you know the rush and the coverage correlates you know they they both gotta the rush has to be there to give you know the coverage Less time, you know what I'm saying? So the faster we get there, the less time they're, you know, trying to stop an elite receiver, one of the, you know, better receivers that our league's seen. A lot of expectations have been placed on the table to improve the defense. The Saints have a new defensive coordinator in Rob Ryan. In the first game, it was just a straight shootout. I mean, both players and both quarterbacks, you you had good things and bad things going on on both sides of the ball. And in Tampa Bay, it was weather conditions as well as uh, just the, the team that had the most determination. But in this one, your defense has, has been so-so in, in the run and pass game. But how would you rate it so far in the first two games? Well, you got to understand, like, I think it's the last game that really was the the problem. But I feel like, you know, when you really – we're going to always have that problem. I feel like we can get the numbers down, obviously, a little bit. But – I think when we're up, we're more offensive team. We're always up on teams. You know, the other team's always going to try to come back. So when they come out there in 11 personnel with one back set, you're like, you're thinking it's pass. So we're out there trying to stop the pass, and that's when they get there. You know, they gash us for, you know, 15, 20 yards. But, you know, when we're – our main priority at the time is, you know, second and long. We're thinking pass, and then they, they run. So it's fair to say that uh, they got us a few times there at Tampa game. But we're definitely going to bowl up and stop the run better on first first down. You were able to bring down Matt Ryan from the Atlanta Falcons. And in game number two, you find yourself around the football. What are you seeing so far in the season that, that has you uh, just around the football at the right time? I feel like just everybody's a, being able to know how to rush with each other. I think the front forward linemen, I think. You know, like when Cam's out there, I'm not a rush with him. When, uh, uh, you know, Tom was out there, I knew how to rush with him. Uh, you know, John is getting in the mix as well. And obviously when Glenn and you know, Ty- Tyron gets back, we're going to – I know how to rush with him as well. I think everybody's going to feel for each other. And we're just working off each other, you know what I'm saying? I saw that kind of peripheral, saw Cam when he was actually knocking that ball out. So uh, I think everybody, you know, we, we kind of planned it all week, the how we're going to rush the team, and it's just been working out. Now, walking around practice, when you guys practice indoors, there is a big apparatus that says the 12th man. It's nothing but crowd noise that plays not only on the offensive end, but for the defense as well. When the crowd is trying to get uh, the other quarterback to to disrupt his flow and possibly call a timeout and, and not be able to communicate with his offense, that affects you guys on defense as well. How do you deal with the crowd noise? Right. I feel like... Uh yeah, I mean, defense side, we got to worry about getting communicating. That's, that's why we say communication is the biggest key here and our biggest asset. We can use the, you know, the crowd as a 12th man, but uh, I think we have to communicate. We got to exaggerate in our communication when we're at practice. So, in the, in the game, it's a lot easier. All right, Junior Collette, outside linebacker. Good luck this Sunday at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome where the Saints will face the Arizona Cardinals. We'll have more with the Black and Blue Report coming up next. 
What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes, here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans. Show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Get geared up for the big game and wear what the team wears. Visit the Saints team store at Gate B on the plaza level of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. That's going to do it for the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Thank you for logging on to NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans.com, and for downloading the podcast. We are going to head to practice and get some sound bites from the players and coaches, and you'll see them back at NewOrleansSaints.com. This Sunday is the big game. We return to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. The New Orleans Saints will face the Arizona Cardinals. And the series, it's 12-14 in favor of the Cards. Now, that's only two games away, and we only face this team once every couple of years. But just if you're keeping up with that stat, 12-14, we win this one. It'll be 13-14. to We're creeping up on the Arizona Cardinals. Tomorrow, we'll have Heath Evans, former Saints fullback. We'll also talk to Zach Streif the offensive lineman, and we'll talk to John DeShazer as well. And on the Pelican side, we have Tyreek Evans, the brand-new guy we brought in. He's kind of good, he's kind of tall, and he can make it happen. We'll talk to him and get his thoughts on the Crescent City and how excited he is for not only the new practice facility but the upcoming season in the Pelicans' uniform. Thank you for listening to the Black and Blue Report. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.